today I'm joined by Bob Zimmer, the MP for Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies. All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 94 of Conservative Roundup. Today we're going to be joined back by Bob Zimmer, the MP for Prince George, Peace River, and the Shadow Minister for Northern Affairs and, so- and Arctic Sovereignty. Well, thank you so much for coming back on, Bob. It's, a- it's always a pleasure to have you, and I look forward to this. Great to be here, Ed. Good to be back. Thanks. Well, why don't you give us a little recap of what you kind of what you've been up to over since uh, the last time you've been here? Yeah. Well, we had I think a little thing in the way. It was an election, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since we talked, mm-hmm. so that was interesting. It was a, a very challenging one for many of us, uh, just with you know when conservatives are are fighting conservatives, it's uh, it's not a, a great place to be, and I think. Uh, you know, we're all part of, we're supposed to be all part of the same family. So as soon as we can get back to that, mm-hmm. I think that's my main focus. And I know it's our leader's focus too, is to get our conservative, uh, you know, people in, in our country united. And, uh, and also we need another 10% or so to, to beat, uh, the current prime minister. So that's our complete focus right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, just last week you got appointed the, uh, the shadow minister for Northern affairs and Arctic sovereignty. Uh, can you, can, can you tell us a little bit about this, uh, what, what about this role and what it, uh, per- pertains to? Yeah, it's actually a very big role in terms of the geography. It's, uh, pretty much the Northern part of our whole country. Mm-hmm. There's an added aspect that, uh, it's at, the end of that title that you didn't mention it's canadian northern economic development agency as well so any kind of economic development we call it ECDEV for short Mm -hmm. uh pretty much in the northern part of the provinces and it it, uh it also merges into the territories as well because a lot Mm -hmm. of those economies and i live in northern bc a lot of our economies are connected so Mm -hmm. it's really the economic side but uh uh, it's it's the gamut of responsibilities. It's everything from food to uh, you name it in the north, and uh, Northern Affairs covers it. Uh, mm-hmm. One focus that's been added to the ministry is the Arctic sovereignty. Mm-hmm. That is something that Canadians and I know myself are very uh, passionate about. Is that sovereignty? Uh, when when Prime Minister Harper uh, would go there on uh, every summer, pretty much, and just make sure that. Again, like a term that I use is putting that Canadian flag back in the north mm-hmm. to assert ourselves in our own territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen an absence with this current prime minister of doing that. And there's a bunch of other countries that like that area with the Northwest Passage opening up. It's uh, the Americans, uh, the Russians, the Chinese, and other countries are uh, are being very, uh, very interested in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, again, uh, Canada's been absent. So we really want to bring some attention to that issue. I've already reached out to our new defense minister, uh, Carolyn Findlay, and we'll be working on some of these files together. So mm-hmm. uh, that uh, will be a significant part of the focus of, of me for that mm-hmm. minis- uh, part of the ministry. Definitely. Well, I, well yeah, and that's exactly the point, right? So I mean, over the last six years, we've kind of seen an absence in that portfolio and what we've seen economic-wise up north, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think- it's been we've had other shadow ministers doing the ECDEV stuff, and mm-hmm. we've seen some good work there. Uh, my colleagues uh, Jamie Schmel and Gary Bedell have been doing the Indigenous Northern Affairs aspects there. So there's mm-hmm. three of us that are our ministries or shadow ministries are intertwined. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, the the Arctic sovereignty piece is a, a new addition there. So uh, we're going to be uh, putting a lot of focus on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I, actually, well, well, let's talk about the elections since we did bring that up. So we um, we get net loss of, of two seats, sadly. 
Uh, we're heading into a new session one week from now, next Monday. What, um, well, actually, well, it's two parts here. So first part, so obviously looking back at the election, do you think we could have done anything different? And then my second part is um, basically going into the new session, what are like, our, our main priorities going into the new session, obviously, with the, with the first week coming up? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can always. I did fairly well in my own riding. We mm-hmm. won with 61%. Um, but, you know, I think uh, we saw a net losses in BC, too. We lost four uh, great colleagues in the lower mainland. Um, and there's um, a lot of strategizing of what we've already seen, uh, what, what are part of the causes around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna. We're working hard. I know our leader has spoken to us uh, several times, uh, just about what we can do better next time to mm-hmm. to counter that effect and actually gain in those key areas. So we're looking. We're positive. I'm a glasses half full kind of guy. We look at the future and how we can uh, gain ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I think we'll do that next time. Absolutely. We're we're up for the challenge. I know we have mm-hmm. a very tired prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Canadians are tired of them. Uh, we just need to, and this the example would be, you know, prime ministers before haven't always won on the first ballot. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use Harper as an example because I, mm-hmm. I lived through that. You know, four uh, similar comments were made. Who's this guy? And, you know, is he up for the challenge and all the rest? And then 06, he won and then uh, went on to be prime minister for another almost 10 years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I support Aaron and, uh, you know, have, have really liked uh, the direction he's going uh, post-election and, and some of the changes that he wants to make mm-hmm. and uh, 100% behind him. So uh, I think let's get to work and, and let's fix uh, uh, or let's make fix what we need to do better mm-hmm. uh, as there always are things that we can do better at and uh, let's get ready to take on uh, this, again, tired uh, Prime Minister and tired Liberal government uh, so we mm-hmm. can win next time. Definitely. Well, you know, I, Bob, I'm looking forward to hopefully next election we'll get some of that conservative wave that happened down south to our American neighbors the first week of November in their governor elections. Mm-hmm. Like to more some more conservatives that, yeah. up here. I was watching that closely with mm-hmm. Virginia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those changes for a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of left leaning uh, state. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was very. Uh, uh, well, they're very, yeah, right. Because yep. I mean, they're very similar between Joe Biden's policies and Justin Trudeau's. I mean, they both want to cap mm-hmm. the oil and gas sectors. They both want to close the pipelines. They yep. both. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, like also, like, right is is the like the left leaning policies. I think people are starting to get so sick and, and tired of it, right? That they, I mean, they they want change and they and they want yeah. something new. I think as conservatives, we bring that to the table economically, yeah. fiscally. I mean, I mean, that's important too, right? Because I mean, as conservatives. I mean, our one of our main focuses is the economy and getting it booming again, jobs going, right. bring back money, having balanced budgets. Right? I mean, I mean that's like so long ago too. Right? I mean, we're going up to like mm-hmm. into our seventh year without a, a balanced budget. Right. And, and that's the that's really the sad part. Right? I mean, you've been since the, you've been there since two thousand. I mean, you've seen the balanced budgets and the, the yeah. I mean, responsible governments, right? Yeah, I have, and and I was there in 2011, and but I was involved in politics uh, in the Conservative Party, whether as a president, the EDA, or vice president, etc. Where it used to be a big deal that we had balanced budgets, and anybody not promising that was going to pay a price at the ballot box. And now, uh, with this prime minister spending money, I think it's people. The inevitability of spending too much money, we're starting to see that with inflation, uh, higher than projected. 
and mm-hmm. not just the inflation is is the problem it's uh uh, you know, just like any credit card bill, you can charge and go buy what you want, but inevitably the bill's going to come due, and the bill comes due for uh, constituents and Canadians is uh, in, in the way of a tax bill. So that tax bill, when you see the debt obligations almost double within five years, uh, and this is this is what Trudeau wants to keep pushing out. He doesn't want you to feel the sting of it quite yet because mm-hmm. it's going to affect him at the ballot box is uh inevitably it will like when you mm-hmm. when you double your debt obligations um you know pick whatever your tax dollar amount is that you have to pay every year and just double it yeah. uh, federally you know that's pretty straightforward so that person that says look it's not a big deal what he's doing mm-hmm. well it's going to be a big deal when your tax bill doubles and you're not going to be able to afford uh, the christmas presents for your kids like you wanted to or you might be making decisions on on how hot the thermostat is in your house or how warm it is uh, because you have to balance your heat bill um, with uh, your grocery bill. So uh, that's going to be a real thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, this prime minister doesn't seem to care. He just seems to, uh, again, want to stay on and, and hang on to power mm-hmm. for another couple of years. So uh, mm-hmm. a change needs to happen, and it needs to happen quick. And that's what we need, again, to get on and get focused on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, like bring it back to the election. I mean, he's had probably the lowest mandate from Canadians to be re-elected. I mean, he's had the significantly the most least amount of votes, yet he's still prime minister, right? And, and that's right, the sad right. part, right? Because, I mean, really, we really have to latch on to those urban ridings, which a majority of the ones that we lost were urban, right? Yeah. Well, and it shows one significant thing. It, it shows, because uh, we hear it from voters too, uh, predominantly they are ready for a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we need to be seen as a government in waiting so that person finally that voter says okay I know this guy named Darren O'Toole now I trust him uh, you know and they're, he was very new uh, came in as a leader under COVID so wasn't able to travel and tour the country as any normal leader would be mm-hmm. uh, so people are getting to know him now and I think uh, once they get to know him more uh, they'll trust him more and trust us more mm-hmm. and then decide to, to give us the mandate but um, it takes time so uh, again, our leader is in Van- uh, was in Vancouver yesterday in Victoria today. He's he's working mm-hmm. hard to get out there so people uh, get to know him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, as a caucus, uh, we are ready to go, mm-hmm. and we're ready to get into the house to take on Trudeau. Trudeau does not like us being in the House of Commons because mm-hmm. he gets beat up by uh, some of our uh, solid shadow ministers like Polyev and, and many others, and our leader and, and mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't like to answer for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important that we get back. And that's coming soon. That's going to be next week. So mm-hmm. uh, we look forward to that. Definitely. Well, yeah. Well, actually, well, I'll get your take quickly. I mean, what? I mean, what is your like your initial reaction hearing that there that there's Liberal NDP coalition talks at the, at the moment? Yeah, it, it's something that certainly isn't new. It's been the practice, uh, you know, all last the last couple of years since 2019, mm-hmm. uh, when they were in a minority uh, situation. This was what they were doing on a regular basis. You could tell that they were negotiating because uh, even the block, there was, uh, I remember standing up in the house, challenging up, challenging the block because, um, you know, like, did, did your voters in Quebec send you here to, to simply be a lapdog for Prime Minister Trudeau? <laughs> and then pretty soon they started voting against uh, some of the Liberal stuff. But Jagmeet is still very much... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they, they vote pretty much in lockstep with the liberals. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you know, I hear like because... like like really often, Bob is what I really hear is Canada has its first NDP prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Exactly, exactly. Probably much more NDP than 
and even Jagmeet uh, mm-hmm. Singh himself. So, mm-hmm. no, I think the the liberal voters that that, uh, and I think this is where we're seeing some of the the disgruntled liberals that, that we call blue liberals, ones that are uh, liberal socially but uh, fiscally conservative, mm-hmm. or at least appreciate a balanced budget. You know, fiscal yeah. responsibility. Uh, they do not like the way the country is going that way, and this sort of out of control spending and out of control inflation and all uh you know they see the negative consequences for us as a country it's huge mm-hmm. and it's going to affect us for for decades mm-hmm. and they're getting tired of this mm-hmm. uh, uh this this allegiance and uh, affiliation with the the ndp but mm-hmm. uh, but let's hope that the difference is made next election uh where, where the voter says okay i've had enough i'm going to give these conservatives a go and uh, believe me, we've got a much more responsible uh, plan for our country economically, and mm-hmm. you know we, we also we want to be responsible with, uh, with climate change, but uh, we also recognize that developing our resources is a very important part mm-hmm. of of our economic recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand, and you can do both. Uh, we've yeah. got a plan to do exactly that. So, mm-hmm. you know, like also uh, as well, right? I mean, like in your writing as well. I mean, pipelines go through your writing. And, and Justin Trudeau announced last week that he wants to, that he wants to cap they, they, those, Everybody right? that's got a gas furnace has a little a yellow pipeline comes up to their house and gives them gas. Yeah. So it's not this big scary thing that, that uh, some of the, the anti-development folks uh, say that, that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some of the best natural resource development, most responsible resource development, uh, technology, people in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing it right here in Canada. We should be doing more of it, not less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, we like, see agreements, you know, with with uh, uh, Bi- President Biden and Trudeau uh, to shut everything down, mm-hmm. uh, causing this huge spike uh, with inflated natural resource prices. It's not at all being logical or or uh, smart in, in terms of uh, the environment or the economy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like it's so important as well, right? Cause, I mean, like, like just scrolling through social media the other day, like I saw this. There's this one. There's an article. It, it showed like this pipeline running through this beautiful valley, right? Not harming the environment anyway. No leaks. No anything. And then next to an image of where you get these car batteries for this green electric vehicle, huge crater right in the middle of the earth. Just machines yeah. going, gas going, everything. And, and people kind of like want to prefer that over over pipelines, right? And that's and that's really where my mind goes is to where what these people think where they get their yeah. car batteries from for these green electric cars well even and even some of that uh, i was on natural resource committee before and our last study was on uh the critical minerals so uh, canada has a lot of those minerals to make that new electric car that uh, is getting built uh, we can do it right here in canada so even that let's do it responsibly and let's do it in canada yeah. you know uh right now we're seeing uh china lock up pretty much uh i think it was 95 percent of those minerals to make uh car batteries yeah. when canada has a very uh, great opportunity to be part of that market and do it again environmentally responsible mm-hmm. um and again this is where the forest through the trees this is where some of these these anti-resource people they can't see uh how good we can do it in canada they're just blind to the fact they want to shut it all down without understanding what that means mm-hmm. um so we have a plan to do uh, do it all and do it uh well so mm-hmm. but again we need to be government and we need to have aaron O'Toole as our prime minister to do that yeah yeah no, like it, like even like, like saying that is funny right because i mean at cop 26 justin trudeau announced he's going to lower our emissions but china's going to increase them with uh-huh. more coal plants right I mean, yeah. I mean, in what's like a lot of all these Greenpeace activists. I mean, Stephen Gilbo, Justin Trudeau, Catherine McKenna. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they all turn a blind eye to China, but yet they don't. I mean, what are we like twenty seven, twenty eighth on like the scale for like not or like most polluters in the world, yeah. country wise? I'm not sure the number. I just know our, our net emissions is still under two percent. Yeah, and China. Yeah, China's uh, is yeah. Like China yeah. is at least. I think like last time I checked, it was like fifty percent. I believe somewhere around there, around that like that mm-hmm. large range. And, and and then we get like the, I mean we've seen that all, like also what we talked about last time is also like those blockades like the Wet'suwet'en blockades right yeah. I mean majority of the reserves I mean they wanted them I mean Canada wanted them and you have I mean like what we yeah. saw as well right I mean so most of those people that were blocking weren't even from the reserves they were off from right. like some urban city like they were like lived with their mom and dad well, the, the Wet'suwet'en specifically we we had uh, I brought. Uh, 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 hereditary chief Teresa Tay Day to Ottawa to testify uh, that she said 85% of that community, the Wet'suwet'en community themselves, the elected officials support the project 85%. So the ones that are protesting are often brought in from somewhere else or they've come in from some other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet the community themselves say, look, we see the promise of this. We want to benefit from it locally with our own people. And uh, we see that as a huge uh, win-win for Canadians and the Wet'suwet'en and any community along those uh, those project lines. Mm-hmm. But but guess who uh, Prime Minister Trudeau sends his uh, his minister to go and talk with? He goes and sends him to talk with the one group that's opposed to the project. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even talk to the elected officials. So this is the elected officials. They like to discredit that. Well, it's hereditary chiefs to make all the decisions, but. Uh, even the hereditary chiefs say, well, we actually vote for the elected officials ourselves. So you, you talk about the elected officials are elected by everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, they want to see this project go through. So, you know, if they really want to get down to the truth, the truth is they just they simply need to, uh, you know, talk about reconciliation. They need to actually listen to the people themselves. And, and they'll hear the message. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, they know what the message is going to be, so they don't want to hear from them. Yeah, like, which is uh, very, very sad. Yeah, like even with Carol and Ben, I mean, I, I mean, that's coming from the same lady that that said Jodiel Seribold's pension question mark. I think it should be more like yeah. when we sent a text to Carol and Bennett saying resign question mark. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, look how many. Yeah. I mean, like li- with like liberals. I mean, they're like a lot of these liberals, right? I mean, they're. Like, I mean, so most of them. I mean, a good chunk are being left over from the Cretchen era or the or the Martin uh-huh. era, right? And we see that in the states as well as a lot of Democrats from I don't know, the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. A lot of them are retiring today. Liberals, Democrats, a lot are retiring. I mean, they, I mean, they can't keep going down this path, right? Because I mean, what in their eras, they actually had fiscal responsibility. They knew, yeah. I mean, their actual resources. They knew how to get jobs going. I mean, it's nothing like the like the woke liberals that we have today. Right. It's it's quite a different thing. And uh, one Democrat, even in the states, Joe Manchin is is a senator that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- kind of represents that you know that responsible Democrat that says mm-hmm. you know we we want to. Uh, do what's good for our economy and i think those same blue liberals that are here in canada are asking those same questions you know we used to have an economy based on resource development and other things and all this current uh you know cabinet you know when you have the minister of natural resources is the former environment minister that's formerly you know uh, an anti-development person it gets mm-hmm. very concerning for anybody in the the development sector mm-hmm. uh, you know up here where I live is uh, we develop uh, gas, natural gas, we develop oil, we develop and do it very responsibly. So when we hear a person like that get appointed minister, mm-hmm. um, we see the writings on the wall. They want to shut us down. Uh, right. and, and actions like even with the wet sweat, they're not coming there to negotiate really listen. They're coming mm-hmm. there to shut things down. That's their game. Yeah. So, uh, 
again, we need somebody responsible there that understands how to get it done and do it right, mm-hmm. and, and that's us as Conservatives. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, we need to build up the confidence uh, so people will choose to vote for us mm-hmm. next time, uh, a majority mm-hmm. of Canadians that, that will do that. And that's what, again, our focus is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely, well, I think we'll definitely see that going to the next session with the new uh, Fort McMurray like rookie MP Layla Goodridge. So you will get some new yeah, action. Yeah, also, lady, yeah, I met her a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's right. I mean, it's also election. I mean, we, every election we always bring on newcomers and newbies. I guess rookies, mm-hmm. right? And so it's always interesting, yeah. interesting to see what um, what the, what they all bring to the house, what they'll bring to the caucus and the party, right? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, this like this session that we're going to. I mean, it's uh, like, crucial that we that we really that the block sort of stick together. Maybe if the NDP, if we can bring them on, if uh, their little I don't know pep rally talks don't work with the Liberals, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, I expect something to come out of this between the liberals and the. I mean, look, I mean, look at the We Charity, right? I mean, you, I mean, you guys are up there. You're questioning Trudeau, and then I don't know, like um, Rodriguez, even though he has nothing to do with the We Charity. Um, and you you go up there, and and you have like Charlie Angus, for example, like the NDP peer, uh, going up questioning, yeah, like this angry gurgurgur. Oh yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll question them. We'll get to answers. Yada yada yeah. yada. And then when it comes to the votes and. Um, and like leadership votes based on like after the throne speech and stuff, right? You don't see any leadership from the NDP. I mean, you only get it from the conservatives, maybe the block if they're, I don't know, maybe it's their, I don't know, maybe it's the mood of the day, right? Well, I think that there's principled people in every party that, uh, that I always say that run for the right reasons. We, we mm-hmm. differ on ideology, but I think principally they're there, their hearts in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to know Charlie and, and different files. He's, uh, I think, very uh, concerned with where, where the country's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you look at across the parties, you'll probably find those members everywhere that what is, this guy is ruining our country and we're watching it happen. So how do we um, stop that from happening? So, uh, you know, who's how that's going to look in this session, that's going to be a good question. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what the new... Uh, but even the liberal side, they lost some key uh, members in their cabinet as well. So there's going to be a different dynamic there. Mm-hmm. But I think with what you just said with COP26 and all the signals of what they're doing, I think we know where what game, uh, which direction they're going. Mm-hmm. And it should concern every Canadian which direction mm-hmm. they're going um, just to, to stay in power for a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're bankrupting the country and uh, selling out our future. You know, mm-hmm. I've talked about this. I don't know if I spoke it on here in, you know, countries that are around the world that develop resources and are, are doing very well as countries. Uh, mm-hmm. Norway is the example I bring up. Uh, you know, they develop their, their oil and gas uh, sector, but yet uh, they don't have any national debt to speak of. Mm-hmm. And they've got other, a lot of positive, that, that should be Canada. Uh, yeah environmentally i'd say we're just as sensitive and and trying to care about it because we live and and recreate here right we mm-hmm. go out into those camps and parks and that's what we do it, you know we live there here yeah. so um you know i think the best people to to trust with uh with building that future is people that again actually work in, and play mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and uh, again we can do both uh, unlike what the prime minister says, we don't need to shut everything down. We mm-hmm. just need to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, that's going to be our focus. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, well, actually, well, actually, before we end off, uh, before the cabinet, sure. I think we'll get into quickly is, um, I, I mean, obviously, you served in the Harper government. Was I mean, a big aspect of what Stephen Harper did was on the national, international scale. I mean, you got, I mean, we were yep. totally respected for on the national, international stage right and now well yeah. actually well now we have like this new foreign affairs minister Mel- melanie jolie 
no experience in this portfolio whatsoever. She yeah. has, I mean, I mean, like, like, what's your like, like, what's your thoughts on her being taking up this new portfolio with no experience whatsoever? Yeah, well, I mean, she's an experienced minister. I've uh, different files. Uh, you know, I respect her as another MP. Uh, I've asked her different questions, and she's given me uh, a respectable answer. So, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, the shadow ministry that I'm responsible for now has uh, has added Arctic sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Uh, to it so there's going to be an international component there that we're going to be again very focused on um to reestablish our our uh our place in the world and really that that, that uh you know northwest passage and uh, the north really uh needs to have a canadian flag firmly planted as harper did many times mm-hmm. uh we just need to make sure that that happens again and uh we're going to make that uh Something that they just can't uh, sort of brush away because, uh, you know, uh, I'm an old uh, rugby player. And one thing that we use as a term, uh, we use it in politics, is abandoning the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see the other team not even show up, they're not even trying to win. They've they've ceded the ground already to the other team. And I see this with Trudeau. They've given up. Mm-hmm. They're not even trying. And uh, that just simply is unacceptable. Uh, should mm-hmm. be to all Canadians that, uh, that he's doing that up there. So, yeah. uh, you know, foreign affairs as well. Uh, we need to have a solid presence there defending Canadian values. And, uh, you know, Canadians are uh, uh, sacrifice of many, you know, under the banner of a Canadian that and to continue on with that proud tradition so mm-hmm. uh, that that is foreign affairs we need to show uh, that we're a proud country and that uh, uh, you know we, we're going to defend uh, freedoms and uh, our country's interests around the world and uh, not be ashamed to do so Prime Minister Harper was great at that mm-hmm. uh, he often took on some pretty tough leaders uh, mm-hmm. and stood firmly in his place and uh, and defended our country so yeah. uh, and I believe our our uh, leader is going to do exactly that, and our shadow mm-hmm. ministers uh, uh, stand with them. Definitely. All right, so, sure. I, so I asked a question for you, Bob. So I ask every MPS, what's something your constituents don't know about you? Favorite skill, ability, hobby, what? Ah, uh, so favorite skill. Favorite skill or just a skill? Just anything. Yeah. Well, um, I can balance a spoon on my nose. Uh, that's something that's <laughs> maybe not that interesting but i am a former carpenter so i get the odd look once in a while and uh we just put christmas lights on the house that actually i built so and when often when you hear people say i built that you kind of go okay did you build it or did you pay somebody to i actually did it so Mm -hmm. uh, right from the foundation up uh did the shingles myself there's a couple things i did do on some of the houses we've done and i built uh three houses so my wife's helped out a lot my kids helped out a lot but uh, so I can build a pretty mean house and, um, and was a red seal ticketed carpenter f- wow. for many years. So wow. well, that's great. Well, I still do it two once in a while. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much for yeah. coming on today, Bob. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show and I, uh, well, I wish you, I wish everyone the best heading into the house next week. Well, thanks Aiden for the opportunity. Wish you well too. And, uh, uh, maybe we'll see you in Ottawa sometime. Hopefully soon. Thanks. <laughs> And 
that was Bob Zimmer, the MP for Prince George Peace River. If you like this interview, please make sure to like and subscribe and to check out Bob's pages and to tune in on the next episode of Conservative Roundup. Thank you.